You're listening to Catching the Word, a podcast produced by the Diocese of Trenton. In this installment, Father Gary Koch reflects on the readings for this Sunday. On this fourth Sunday of Lent, God's love for us is manifest throughout the scriptures. Once again, the Church offers us a curious combination of readings, yet with an important underlying theme. We hear first from the last chapter of the second book of Chronicles. Here the historian reflects on the events that had occurred in the life of Judah and Jerusalem, and, as historians are wont to do, offers an explanation on their meaning. The Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem and burned the temple, and exiled the king and the residents of the land to alien countries. Others who are not of their heritage were then forcibly settled in Judah. All of this took place around 586 BC. The historian, likely a priest, solemnly notes that it was due to the sinfulness of the kings, the priests, and the people of Judah that God chastised his people and removed them from the land. They sinned, grievously, for generations, and had turned their backs on the covenant. God, while not forsaking the covenant, allowed them to suffer the consequences of their sinfulness. Chastised, they are never abandoned, and in a matter of seventy years are allowed to return to the land and to rebuild, over time, Jerusalem, its walls, and most importantly, the temple. We contrast this with the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus, a Pharisee, who discreetly comes to speak with Jesus. For fear that the others of his party will suspect him of being a disciple of Jesus, Nicodemus comes at night, a sign that, while searching, he is still in the darkness. Nicodemus directly asks Jesus the key question that really frames Jesus' ministry throughout the entirety of John's Gospel. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Nicodemus is at first confused as Jesus tells him that he must be born again. Nicodemus imagines that Jesus is talking about some form of reincarnation which makes no sense to his Jewish mind. So he challenges Jesus to clarify his point further. This being born again, Jesus explains, comes not through the normal means of human birth, but through the waters of baptism. It is through this sharing and the very death of Jesus that we come into our inheritance. This teaching from Jesus was something new for Nicodemus. There is no direct parallel teaching in Judaism. Jesus is now speaking of a transformation in the very understanding of death itself. While the Jews knew from the scriptures and the account of the sin of Adam and Eve that death was a consequence of sin, Jesus is now introducing a new teaching that death itself is the gateway to eternal life. Death now is not to be feared, but rather to be seen as liberation from the world of temptation and sin. But Jesus takes this to yet another level. The sacrificial death that Jesus is to make on the cross is a manifestation of the totality of the love of God for the world that he created. Eternal life is the consequence of our response in faith to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Jesus, then, dies on the cross, bringing an end to death itself. Those who are baptized die to Christ in the waters of the font and live in the promise of life eternal. This provides, then, the insight as to why we heard the reading from Second Chronicles as a precursor to the Gospel. While Jerusalem was destroyed, the Lord restored the city, the temple, and the people to the land of his promise. The covenant is secure. The Lord remains faithful. The Lord seeks not our death or our demise. He is not solely here to punish and to destroy, but through infinite love 
to bring us to restoration and peace, and to allow us to actually share in the promise of eternal life. Salvation and eternal life, then, are free gifts offered to us out of the love that God has for creation. The death of Jesus, though an expiation for sin, is not born of vengeance or anger, but of God's love for his people. This revolutionary insight from Jesus colors the way we read the Old Testament. All of God's actions in history, his judgment against Judah through the Babylonians, is a manifestation of God's love, and not anger, vengeance, or retribution. As a parent disciplines a child out of love, so the Lord disciplines his people the same way, but then also takes upon himself through the death of the Son, so that we might all be kept safe for eternal life. You have been listening to Catching the Word with Father Gary Koch. You can listen to or download his weekly reflections and other topics of interest at dioceseoftrenton.org backslash podcasts. Catching the Word is a podcast produced by the Diocese of Trenton.